He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. Andy Hall's giving Laser Hellraisers his plus one. An exclusive conversation you won't hear anywhere else. On today's edition of Hall Access. One of the world's great guitar players. You know him from bands like Creed, Alter Bridge, his own band Tremonti, and very soon you'll know him in a very different way. Joining me via the Laser Hotline, he's not only a killer guitarist, he's one of my all-time favorite human beings in this crazy rock and roll circus. He is Mark Tremonti. Andy, how are you? Hey, Mark. It's always an honor to share the airwaves with you. Thanks so much for coming on today, man. Thanks for having me. I've got a bunch of stuff I hope to touch on with you, but right off the top... This is so freaking cool. Tremonti sings Sinatra. The album arrives May 27 with proceeds benefiting NDSS, National Down Syndrome Society, a cause very near and dear to you. And it's probably appropriate that we begin there and how and why this idea came to you, Mark. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've been a fan of Frank Sinatra my whole life, but about three years ago, I took the deep dive and wanted to learn how to sing just like him. So I studied all his mannerisms and the way he pronounced things and where he breathed and where he, how he did his vibratos. And I just spent years doing that and then didn't know where I was going to place that in my career if I had anything other than just a hobby and having fun with it. And then uh, my wife was pregnant and we got a diagnosis that our daughter was going to be born with Down syndrome. And after reading all these books on Frank Sinatra about how much of a philanthropist he was and how he raised over a billion dollars for charity, I thought, hey, all the stars in the line, I'm going to record a record and do it to uh, raise uh, funds and awareness for folks with Down syndrome. As a guy that grew up with an uncle with Down syndrome and, and having done a number of charitable endeavors myself with my friends at the Special Olympics of Iowa, my sentiments on this echo yours in a very personal way, Mark. So thank you. A big thank you oh. for the work you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. Speaking of work, I imagine doing a project like this feels sort of like assembling a cast and crew for a movie in a way. All these characters that you've surrounded yourself with, many of them guys that actually played with Frank Sinatra back in the day. What was that process like once you decided to pursue this? This was such a uh, difficult and exciting, but exciting thing to put together, you know, to, to gather the, like you said, the cast of characters that we recorded the record with to speaking with the Sinatra estate and getting approvals um, to, you know, finding the right producer in the right studio and all the, all the right, mi- down to the right microphones. Everything was, everything just worked out. And it was such a huge thing to tackle, but it was so rewarding in the end. And uh, these guys, these band, these band guys were just incredibly talented. And all the 14 tracks we recorded, we did in six days. So it was incredibly efficient. The level of authenticity you're bringing to the role of Frank, you mentioned the fact that you'd been working on this for a while, but taking on this incredible back catalog of music and your voice, but channeling the spirit of Sinatra, is that a bit like method acting, do you suppose? Do you feel like you've become Frank in a way when you sing these songs? Yeah, I think that's the closest thing you could you could say it is. You know, I, I try to really dive in and listen to these songs. Um you know, I had advice early on in my guitar playing career where, where somebody had given me a great piece of advice and said, if you want to learn how to play a certain song, just listen to it over and over and over until you can't forget a single second of it. Um, so that's how I kind of approached these. I loved listening to these songs, and I would sing along and sing along. And, uh, you know, as far as the method acting thing went, I tried, you know, I read all the biographies to learn about him as a person, as a, his career, how exciting his life was. I watched all his movies, um, learned all his mannerisms, learned the different um, 
personalities he had throughout his career because he had many. Uh, when he started out in the late 30s, early 40s, he was a much different singer than he was when we, most of us are familiar with him singing, you know, New York, New York, and My Way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the earlier stuff just as just as much as, as the current stuff or the, or the newer stuff. So um, it was a, it was quite a quite a fun rabbit hole to go down. I bet there was some interesting insight provided by these characters that we mentioned earlier that you were playing with. Absolutely, you know, these guys. Some of them haven't seen each other in decades, and um, I'm guessing that playing with Frank Sinatra was probably the most exciting parts of these people's lives, and they would have been because I know it would have been mine. Um, so when you ask them questions about it, you know they want to talk about it because it's the most exciting part of their lives. So when you sit down with them and ask them something, they just are telling, telling you everything you want to hear. So it was, it was awesome. Sounds like you should write a book. They say first impressions are everything. How did they take to you that first meeting? Oh, they were very, very, very complimentary. You know, it was um, when I first went in there, we scheduled two songs, and it was kind of my trial period, I think, I think they all didn't know what to think of, of me, a rock and roll guy coming up and doing this. But after the first sessions, they were all coming up and saying, you know, wow, wow you did a great job and, and didn't know what to expect and can't wait to finish this project with you. So it was uh, it's just a matter of getting in there and, and showing these guys that I'm uh, taking this very seriously. You know, I, I, I bought myself a suit, took out my earrings, learned these songs to I mean, I must have sang these songs thousands of times. I had this stuff rehearsed um, more than I've ever rehearsed anything before. So I, I, I think they knew that I uh, came in ready. I, I also looked each and every one of these musicians up. Um, so when I met them, I shook their hand, said their name, knew their history, um, just to let everybody know I'm very serious about this. Sinatra's body of work was extensive. How did you go about deciding which songs you'd include as part of Tremonti Sing Sinatra? Uh, you know, I just... For those three years when I became kind of obsessed and not knowing what I was going to do with it, just to having fun, I would just listen every day to a new compilation or a new project. He, he had he recorded over 1,400 songs. He also was the host of many TV shows where he'd sing uh, the hits of the week or the hits of the month. And uh, so you, you can never run out of new material from Frank Sinatra to listen to if you're a fan. So I would just listen and listen and listen and find my favorites and sing along and some suited my voice better than others and i just chose the ones that i that i enjoyed singing the most and i left probably uh, i could probably do 10 volumes of this you know there's so many great sinatra songs these are just the ones that i felt were the best example of his catalog i didn't want to just do all the hits i wanted to do some deeper tracks on there as well and and uh, you know just just came down to these 14 tracks the one and only Mark Tremonti is my special guest today, one of the world's greatest guitarists. We've enjoyed many years of excellent tunes from bands like Creed and Alter Bridge, then adding your own vocals to the Tremonti Project, which I remember having a conversation with you about at the time, the first time sort of stepping out front and center with a vocal mic and what that experience was like. How does this compare in terms of singing your own material versus uh, Frank Sinatra? Um, I mean, this stuff is is way more suited for my voice. You know, I hate to say that because everybody knows me as a rock and roll heavy metal guy, but um, whenever I'm singing the, the, the rock-leaning stuff, I'm pushing my voice way out of its range, and I'm getting hoarse, and I'm putting grit on there, and it's just, um, you know, when you sing along to Frank Sinatra, when I sing along to Frank Sinatra, I realize that's what my voice is kind of, the way it's meant to sing the, the most healthily, you know, that the, the most suited for my voice, the way you can control it, the way you can breathe better, you can control your pitch and your vibrato much easier when you're not pushing yourself 
too far out of your range and you're singing where you should be. And Frank Sinatra's vocal range is really kind of my sweet spot. We can't wait to hear it. Tremonti sings Sinatra. The album comes May 27. It's available in a variety of different forms, including vinyl, which you can find online at TremontiSingsSinatra.com. 14 songs on this album. Tell me about the recording process, Mark. I hear most of, if not all of it, was done in Chicago. Yeah, we did it all in Chicago, um, at Palisade Studios. And it's uh, you know, a little undescript front door. You'd never know there was a studio there, but it was a great sounding room. Modern technology makes it simpler to capture vintage sounds, but I think you'll agree there's nothing quite like actual vintage equipment, mics, instruments, amps, etc. Did you have access to any of those goodies while you were recording? Yeah, you know, we. I told the producer Jim that I, I really wanted this to sound like the old Capitol Records recordings. I wanted it to sound like Frank Sinatra standing in the middle of his band. Nothing polished, nothing you know, what you hear on this record is the band playing from start to finish in one take. Um, the only exception to that is we couldn't fit all 17 people in the room at the same time, so we had to get the five or six saxophone players to um, play after the trump, the trumpets and trombones and bass and drums and everything were already laid down. So, But that being said, everybody performed this one time through. There's never, hey, let me punch this or let me punch that or let me overdub this. These guys don't do that. These guys just play it solid one time through oh man um and it's and and as far as the microphones and all that producing wise this is not something that you went in and over eq'd and over compressed and over um high pass filtered low pass you know this is something that you find the right microphone you put a ribbon mic on a trumpet because there's the more high end on there and the ribbon mic takes that high end and smooths it out the producer knows how to mic off each one of these instruments to make it sound perfect. So when we recorded this stuff, as soon as you heard it back, it sounded tremendous. So mm-hmm. um, that's why, to me, it sounds so authentic and it sounds so real because it hasn't been messed with. And total pros behind those instruments, too. Back to vocals for a second. Did you have anyone in particular that you could use as a gauge in terms of your cadence, your phrasing, your pitch, an outsider's perspective, perhaps, when it came to deciding which takes were keepers and which to try again? No, I mean, I just... Um, you know, sat in there with, with uh, you know, Mike Smith, the band leader, uh, Kerry Deadman, who did the arrangements, and Jim, uh, Jim, the producer. And we just uh, listened down and, and made sure everything was, was, was great, you know. And uh, sometimes I would sing a, a take where I'm singing in the vocal booth, and sometimes I would wait till the band was done and go into the main room with the band uh, where the band was performing so it sounded uh, more authentic, you know, so sometimes we'd choose between which vocal sounded better, me in the booth or me in the room, and uh, it was just kind of a process of sitting there with three or four of us. We're excited to hear it in its entirety. Tremonti Sing Sinatra comes out on May 27. You know, I ask this of nearly every musician I have the opportunity to chat with. Do you find it hard to put something down once it's considered to be done, or is your tendency to keep tinkering or perfecting? And as a follow-up to that, is is that any different than a situation where you're recording with a Creed or an Alter Bridge or Tremonti versus what you're doing here with Frank Sinatra music? Yeah, you know, you learn over the years that you have to put things away. You can't just keep beating them up and people you know especially with this project you've got 17 musicians you've got you know all these things are 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 not easy to put together so you can't sit there for a week tinkering around you got to get in there get it done um with alter bridge and and creed and and tremani you can spend a lot of time in there you can spend all the time you want and you can overanalyze things um 
you know, modern recording is way different. You know, in, in modern recording, you're doing the drums and you're um, sometimes sampling exactly how you want the snare to sound or exactly how you want this instrument to sound and layering it and quadding your guitars and doing these things to make it sound as big and modern as you can. But um, this is a completely different animal, the Sinatra thing. This is, uh, like I said, one take, no layers. Uh, it is what it is. You hear it, and that's how it would sound if you were in a room with with these folks and that's why i can't wait to do this stuff live to show people um this is an experience you have to see live to really to really hear that the magic that these guys are are, are pulling off because it's when they when they when they went into fly me to the moon for the first time when i was in that room it was just chill bumps the whole time mm. Couldn't even imagine, man. Tremonti Sings Sinatra arrives May 27 and is available in several different iterations for pre-order now at TremontiSingsSinatra.com. Notice the blue marble paint vinyls are all sold out, so I'm opting for the red marble paint. Are you a, a vinyl collector uh, at all? Uh, I am, but the funny thing is my, my wife bought me um, a record player that I have not set up, but I have a bunch of records that I can't play. <laughs> 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 Got to get that done, man. There's nothing like putting the, the needle down on a vinyl. The, you know, it's just amazing. So, oh, yeah. Um, quick reminder, proceeds from the sales of this album benefit a wonderful cause, NDSS, National Down Syndrome Society. And this one's for Stella, obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, on top of this, people can go to that site, TremontiSingSinatra.com, and see how they can challenge their other other favorite bands or artists or athletes or, or anybody to take a chance for charity and uh, raise money for uh, for a good cause. Real quick, a couple of items before I let you go. And again, I really appreciate you taking the time for me today, Mark. You're one of my favorite people in this crazy rock and roll circus tent that we all reside under. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You've got a sold-out charity event coming up this weekend in which you'll be performing these songs live. Are there any other opportunities in between the Tremonti shows you've got upcoming and anything else that might pop up with maybe Alter Bridge? Uh, well, we're in the studio right now with Alter Bridge. We'll probably be pleaded with our recording next week. And then um, I head to Europe with Tremonti for a five-week tour of Europe. And then I think in September or October, we start touring October, I believe it is, we start touring with Alter Bridge on our new Ponds and Kings record that will drop October 14th. And throughout the year, I'm going to try to pepper in some, any opportunity I get to do the Sinatra uh, shows, I'm going to want to do that. So it's, um, you know, we're just trying to see where it fits and, and where it works. Never a dull moment, man. You are uh, one of the hardest working men in rock and roll, and uh, we sure do appreciate it because there's a lot of great stuff out there and a lot of great stuff still to come, obviously. Mark, thank you so much for your time. I'm excited to hear this album on May 27th. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. Have a great day, man. Thank you.